Well, that's a nice way to arrive at 12 noon. Trail 103.3 KDTR-FM, Florence, Missoula, locally owned and operated by the Missoula Broadcasting Company. It's Mike Smith. It's time to open up the Trail Lunchbox, and in it we find whatever you can give. It is Missoula Gives, uh, beginning today at 5 p.m. Missoula is an amazing place due to our generosity, and Missoula Gives starts today. All those awesome nonprofits that uh, help us keep going help uh, those in need. They help uh, create art and entertainment. And I have a uh, guest in the studio today, Philip, who is the executive director of ARC, otherwise known as the Arlie Rehabilitation Center. Philip, welcome. Hello. It's great to be here. So you were telling me that you've been out uh, today um, already kind of talking about your organization and knocking on some doors and asking people for some help out there. We have actually for the last four or five days. We've been walking around and we're a young organization. So one of the best ways for us to spend our time is just to get ourselves out there and talk to the community and um, hear what they have to say and, and give them an opportunity to hear about our mission. So your mission, when I heard it, I'm like, well, of course, this is a brilliant mission. Yes. So can you uh, kind of condense it down and tell us uh, what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, well, yes, our mission is to serve the Flathead Indian Reservation by providing a sanctuary where animals heal people and people heal animals. It seems uh, pretty, uh, it seems like a no brainer, doesn't it? It happens all the time in my house. Yeah. Uh, we don't, I don't think our dog needs much healing, although we give him everything he could possibly need or want. But when I come home from a day and that dog looks at me and uh, comes at me the way he does, uh, it's, it is healing. So I get that, yes. but you're dealing with some deeper, uh, issues than just the love that, uh, someone has for their pet. These are, these are deeper, uh, issues of healing, uh, on both the canine's part and the human's part. Yes, that's, that's certainly true. Um, having worked in the animal rescue field for a number of years, um, there are, I, I know there are a lot of animals out there that do need a lot of healing, and, and you find a fair bit of those on the reservation, in fact. Um, and one of, the, uh, one of the inspiring sort of ideas behind our mission is the fact that a lot of animal rescue historically has focused on animals and hasn't necessarily always recognized uh, the context, um, the socioeconomic, the cultural, the historical backdrop of um, what is happening to the animals and why it's happening. Uh, and uh, furthermore, uh, the recognition that uh, healing, uh, animals are extremely powerful um, and they do offer a lot of healing to us. And that hasn't always been um, recognized and tapped into as much as it can, uh, especially on the reservation where we're dealing with issues such as uh, native youth suicide, uh, domestic abuse, um, issues related to historical trauma. Uh, those are issues that are extremely difficult to, to uh, tackle. And um, because of the history, it's always, it, it often is very difficult for the people who need the healing the most to have the trust mm -hmm. in the professionals who are there as a resource to potentially help them. But it's a lot easier to open up to an animal. It's a lot easier to open up to a dog or a horse um, because they're not going to judge you. Right. Yeah. What, uh, what are some of the, how do you measure success in an organization like yours? 
Oh boy, um, that's a fabulous question. Uh, I think a lot of it is just the stories. Um, the relationships that we build uh, with people on the ground and with the animals on the ground uh, are, um, they, they last a lifetime. And the stories that come out of that are very, very real. Uh, it's difficult to quantify sometimes, mm-hmm. um, but it's extremely tangible once you're on the ground working in, in hard-hit neighborhoods and, and, and in areas where there's a lot of need. Uh, and you just see those lives transform. So uh, bringing the people together with the animals um, once you do that, something magical definitely happens and the word spreads and people really, it, it resonates with the community. Mm-hmm. So um, that's, um, it, we're all about stories. And one of the interesting things um, when, when you deal with native communities is that stories are extremely powerful and important uh, traditionally and historically in their communities. And, um, and it's difficult to just gloss over something in very abstract terms. Uh, and so we end up really talking to people um, and getting involved in their lives um, when we're on the ground. And we're new. We, only, uh, we were only founded um, really towards the end of 2019. And honestly, one year disappeared on us because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so it seems like we're brand new. And so we're building from the ground up. But uh, I have a history of working on the reservation, have a lot of relationships with incredible people in the community, as well as a lot of tribal members in the Salish and Kootenai community. And um, they've really embraced this project. And um, and we're just really excited to start launching some of our pilot programs this summer, uh, including an incredible uh, camp, a critter camp for youth that's going to bring animals and, and kids together, uh, kids that really need the healing, um, and animals um, as diverse as dogs and horses, and also some raptors, because we have a friend oh, who's right. at the Montana Wild Wings Recovery Center, and of course, eagles and hawks play an incredibly important part in traditional stories for the mm-hmm. Native American community. So it's going to be a wonderful time, and we're doing our first spay and neuter clinic toward uh, later on in the year in September for the reservation. Nobody's really been doing much of that in recent years, and there's a, a, a huge need for it. So we have a lot going on, and we're really excited to, to get going. You, talking about cultural sensitivity and, and the idea that you are trying to um, lead this program, has that been a challenge? Uh, it's an awfully good question. The very, very first thing we implemented when our initial kind of board of three people at the very, very beginning got together is we adopted a cultural sensitivity statement. And that was mm-hmm. the first order of business before anything happened to lay down the, the, the values that we represent. And, the, and, um, and really what it comes down to is we're there to be partners with the communities, to listen to what their needs are and to empower them. Um, and there's a history, there's a long history of people coming into, tradi- in, into traditional indigenous communities uh, as uh, thinking that they're going to be saviors right. <laughs> and, and helping the poor people. Um, and and it's, it, it's extremely condescending uh, and doesn't recognize the power that the communities have inherently, intrinsically, um, and, and the potential that the, the people and the community has. And so um, having spent time in that community... And having the relationships already there has been extremely empowering um, and just beautiful. Uh, there's a lot of amazing people there and a lot of nonprofits that are already exist, including some led by incredible tribal community, community members. And um, we're there to partner with them and to just see where we can plug in and yeah. make a difference. I, I'm thinking of about a dog, like uh, you learn a lot from a canine in so many different ways, but the idea that dogs listen. 
<laughs> hey, sure <laughs> you know. And they so sure you do. go in with your ears perked up mm-hmm. and, and you hear what the community needs yeah. and, uh, and, and we move forward. Um, you certainly have a lot going. I, I look at this organization and I think that you have a very straightforward mission. But the work is probably anything but straightforward. I see you already have your sleeves rolled up literally here that you've <laughs> mm-hmm. been out knocking on some doors. But uh, what are some of the big challenges? Um, fundraising. That's probably a bit of a challenge. You know, um, here's, here's my perspective on that. And, and certainly it's a challenge for all nonprofits. But one thing that I've learned is if, if, you, have, if you have a mission that resonates and that is meaningful and that speaks to people and shows that it will make a significant difference, um, the, the fundraising will come. Mm-hmm. If you don't, it'll always be a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all about the kind of work that you do and your approach and your genuine desire to really make a difference and work with people. Uh, when people hear about um, kids and dogs, um, animals healing people and people healing animals, it's, it's really not that difficult to sell, you know, yeah. if I'm going to use kind of like a, you know, marketing sort of term. Um, and I don't necessarily look at, at it that way. To us, it's just building relationships and talking yeah. to people and getting people excited about um, the difference that we can make. And we do a lot of, you know, we're, a big part of what we're doing is animal rescue. Um, and there are a lot of animals. I have you know, so many stories from the time I spent mm-hmm. on the reservation about um, horrendous things that happened to animals and huge differences that we were able to make and literally spending time out in the streets from early morning until, gosh, late at night um, because it's hard not to be inspired by what you can do. Um, yeah. And so bringing some people together to do that is um, is just a wonderful thing. And um, and I think the, the fundraising will come. Of course, it's always a challenge to kind of get it going at the beginning right. for a young nonprofit. Um, but as long as we get the word out about who we are and what our beautiful mission is, I think... Um, I think a lot of doors will open will open. And I think it it feels to in some ways like my money would double just hitting your organization because of the fact that you're taking care of canines and humans at the same time. It's almost like you're uh, two nonprofits in one in some ways that you you brought it together and so I feel like my dollars would go further. Now, having said that, uh, I'm talking to Philip, the executive director of the Arley Rehabilitation Center, or ARC, Western Montana's newest innovative nonprofit. Um, we had inroads here the other day. We raised, just us having a conversation, raised about $1,000. Now, they're going to raise a lot more than that, and you're going to raise more than that. Mm-hmm. But I can tell people, you can give right now. If what Philip is saying moves you, uh, Missoula Gives doesn't get underway till 5 o'clock tonight, but it's all set for you to go on and give to Phillips Organization and all or any of the organizations, Arley Rehabilitation Center or ARC. You can find it at MissoulaGives.org. And every Missoula Gives donation up to 3000 will be matched 2 to 1 by uh, generous 2021 sponsors. Yes. So that's fantastic. So I feel like my dollars are doubling 
And then they're doubling again. They are doubling again. Yeah, we have some fabulous co-sponsors, matching sponsors this year. The Bank of Montana, Clearwater Federal Credit Union, Glacier ATM, Denny Menholt University Honda sponsored us, and Valley Banks and SNK Gaming, a number of other wonderful sponsors. And um, it's just another example of what I said earlier. Uh, The the mission is really resonating. And I think these uh, wonderful community organizations and, and, and businesses and corporations are recognizing the value and the potential in our mission. Um, so yes, we are offering um, matches and um, between now and actually I think the, the portal stays open and technically until the 14th, but yep. the, the 6th and the 7th are the big Missoula, day, Missoula Gives days. And yeah. so we encourage everybody to come out today and tomorrow um, and look at the website um, and uh, you know join us uh, and donate through the portal. Fantastic. And you and I were talking off the microphone about um, you've been here a long time and left and then got that Missoula poll back. And I've been here decades now. And the idea that um, we know like a lot, a lot of folks aren't making a ton of money in Missoula per se, but the idea that you can give a little bit, it yeah. doesn't have to be these uh, big donations. They'll accept big donations, mm-hmm. but five, ten dollars, twenty five dollars. It all adds up if we all just reach into our pocket and uh, pull out what we can and uh, give during Missoula Gives. Absolutely. Yes, it's a community effort. Well, it's really nice to meet you today, Philip, and we will look forward to seeing more of you and hearing more about the Arley Rehabilitation Center. Let's play one for the dogs, shall we? Fantastic. It's the Bottle Rockets on the trail lunchbox. (laughs) 